the booze. I got robbed by a sweet old lady on a motorized cart. I didn't even see it coming. Oh, Harry. No. Harry. No. Come on, Harry. You're up. It gets worse, Lloyd. My parakeet, Petey. Huh? He's dead. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Harry. What happened? His head fell off. His head fell off? Yeah, he was pretty old. Oh, that's it. I've had it with this dump. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> Dowdy Chase Kitty on the High Motor Podcast. For right now, we're pausing or maybe we're just ending. I don't really know what we're doing here. We can do an SEC preview in the future if they end up playing here in a few weeks. Maybe we're going to do a G5 if they hang around. I don't even know what we're going to do with that plan. If we do an SEC preview, we will just do an SEC preview. How about that? We'll hop on uh, and do a conference preview for that. We already did ACC, Big 12, Pac-12. And obviously, we won't be doing a Big Ten one unless Nebraska storms that Big Ten office and holds everybody hostage and gets what they want and refuse to play North Dakota State because it seems like North Dakota State's the only team that actually wants to play Nebraska. But we are going to start with Nebraska here. And I texted you on Monday that tweet from Bruce Feldman that shot down some rumor. Of, where did that rumor even start? Because I completely missed it where it was Iowa, Michigan, Nebraska, Ohio State joining the Big 12. Apparently some rumor was floating around. I missed it actually happening that day. Did that come out from like anybody or was this just something that some jabroni said, hey, I wonder if they could join the Big 12 for this year? I didn't see anybody reporting it, but I saw a bunch of bloggers like, well, what if kind of stuff. I mean, obviously I follow a lot of West Virginia bloggers and I definitely saw them talking with other people about like, well, we've already got West Virginia here, and then you know the people in the Big Ten East that are going to want to fire up some games here. So what if we got a little a little quadrant of, like, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, West Virginia? That's how the Big 12 gets tied in. I don't know if it came from that direction or if they were just sort of joining in, but uh, that that's what I saw. And, I mean, I didn't think anybody was taking it seriously. I thought it was just, like well, we're all slowly losing our minds with all this bullshit going on. So what if we just imagine an alternate universe where we have the big, like the, you know, the, the teams that everybody cares about in the Big Ten joining the Big 12 for like some sort of pseudo exhibition, you know, pornographic season. And then next thing you know, people are like, okay, well, it's settled. Ohio State's going to the Big 12. And I don't think... Anybody seriously reported that, but you know what? It's just such a goddamn weird world. Like what? Yeah. So that was on Monday and like I texted you about it because I had missed it. Then you said, yeah, it was floating around somewhere. And then now like we're talking here on Wednesday night, this will get published on Thursday morning. Hopefully nothing massive drops in the next 12 hours uh, before it's published. But from what started as absurdity that we thought because this Nebraska thing, I don't even know. 
Like it wasn't real at the time, but now 48 hours later, I don't even know if it's it's like real now. Like I, maybe we just need to start by asking. Like I think how you put it is this a moment or of movement? So who, those of you who have missed this, Nebraska is clearly against the Big Ten decision. We don't know exactly what that vote was, but it's very obvious that Nebraska was against it. it seems like Ohio State was against it, but Ohio State came out today again Wednesday and said that we're not going to pursue any fall football unless I just missed it today Nebraska hasn't come out and said we're not going to play this fall so you would think that means that Nebraska is in some way exploring their options so we do know that Nebraska can't simply play under another conference's umbrella this year we know that their TV rights are with the Big Ten and can't just be moved for a year no matter who agrees to it the Big Ten would not let that happen We know that Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, said that Nebraska can't remain a Big Ten member if they play football in any capacity this fall after the Big Ten canceled the season. We also know that Bob Bowlesby, Big 12 commissioner, said that Nebraska hasn't reached out, which honestly, and I tweeted this, if they had reached out to the Big 12, he's not telling anybody that that happened. I don't think that they did, but even if it happened, there's no way Bob Bowlesby is going and spreading that around. We also know that somebody within the Big 12, just a Big 12 source within the Big within the Big 12, I think it was said, told a writer for, uh, I think it was in Omaha, that Nebraska would be welcomed back to the Big 12 with open arms. Lastly here, we know that somebody told Dan Wolken, USA Today, that Nebraska is, I quote here, analyzing where it's possible to cobble together a fall season, key part, in defiance of the league's collective decision. Tons to unpack here, and it seems like we've at least gotten to the point where we're still talking about Nebraska, and it's no longer this, well, what if they went to the Big 12 for a year? What if they went to the SEC? Whatever. We're talking about it here. Where do you want to start with this situation? How real does it feel to you that we should actually be having this conversation of what might happen to Nebraska this year and long term? I think I want to start with just the ridiculousness of it all, um, which... I don't know. I guess that's on brand for us as being like cynical and sarcastic, but doesn't it seem, okay, first of all, from Nebraska's perspective, I get it. You want to play football. I want to watch football too. So I, I, I get it. I'm not taking shots at anybody, but if it's laid out clearly in front of you that your conference isn't going to play, can you seriously tell me that you would rather change conferences than not play football for a year. And give up I, like the 52 or whatever million dollar distribution that's coming your way, arguably the best deal of any conference. That's that's just insane to me. And right. somebody, one of the, we fired a bunch of tweets back and forth to each other today uh, on text, and, and one of them was somebody saying, which I thought was really poignant, Nebraska didn't run to the Big Ten. Yep. They were running away from the Big 12. This is like getting back together with your horrible ex just because you're trying to temporarily make some other girl jealous. Like this is just not, it doesn't make any sense. And then for the big, the big 10 to like categorically say, if Nebraska wants to play exhibition games this fall, they cannot be in the big 12 anymore, or they can't be in the big 10 anymore. I get why the TV money can't be altered I understand that. There's nothing you can really do about that. But to say, like, absolutely not. We voted as a unit. The conference has spoken. You're forbidden to, you know, pursue any sort of independent thing on your own in this weird time as a one time. It's just, 
Is everybody acting like a dumbass? Because it feels like it. I'm okay with the Big Ten saying that, honestly. I think that I really like Kevin Warren a lot. Like, I didn't dislike Jim Delaney. What he did financially for that conference is incredible. We don't really, we're not going to get into the Rutgers, Maryland, that whole bullshit. But adding Nebraska was a smart move at the time. And you're right. And I love that quote that somebody gave that they were running away from the Big 12. And yes, the Big 12 is in a completely different state now versus where they were eight to nine years ago. Much more stable. The distribution money is not there, but there's still a very stable, very good conference that nobody really wants to leave anymore. There's always hypotheticals thrown around. Well, what if Texas still leaves? What if uh, TCU or Texas Tech or whatever these teams leave? But the Big 12 is in a completely different state right now. I loved what the Big Ten came out and said. I like that a lot. I don't see the the immaturity side that you're kind of referencing. But to me, and maybe I'm just looking too much into this, it seems like there might be an underlying tension here. And this is completely me speculating, but Nebraska seems really pissed off about this. And I'm not, I don't know if they've actually reached out to the Big 12 or if there's anything else going on here. But it seems like in order for the Big Ten to come out and say that, and for Nebraska now, we're sitting here Wednesday night to still have not come out and said, we're not going to do this. There's a little bit of a tension. There has to be some sort of tension there that goes beyond this. I mean, that that that's just common sense to me that we're not just talking about this season. Maybe something else happened. Maybe Nebraska doesn't love it. Maybe there was another beef here. Maybe they had something else, uh, another beef of what Kevin Warren did or what Jim Delaney did before him. But it seems like there's other tension here that leads me to believe, no, I don't think they're just going to bail for the Big 12 for this season or for next season. But all these articles and however much weight you want to put on sources, maybe there's just nothing going on right now. But I can't help to think like this kind of feels like how it felt eight to nine years ago where when we were talking about conference realignment, like, ah, no way Nebraska's going to leave. Texas A&M won't actually leave. Missouri's going to stay. It seems like this is how things kind of start percolating, the wheels start turning. And again, I can't tell if I'm just curious because we have nothing else to talk about or if there's actually some substance here. Yeah, it, it does feel like the, if the only argument for why it can't happen is, well, come on, then that's not a good argument. Right. And it's, to your point about what happened in, in 11 and 12, so I I do think when you look at some of the stories that have been written and some of the sources that have been cited, some of the quotes that have been given, this isn't nothing. This isn't the same as the story we were talking about at the top where it's just mindless speculation about how half the Big Ten East is going to join the Big 12. Right. This is sourced. This is... Uh, you're you're totally right about the tension part of it. This is not just Nebraska woke up one day and was upset that they're not going to play. I don't know that it goes beyond coronavirus-related stuff, and now we've had weeks and weeks and week of and weeks of will we play or won't we play. So maybe it's just tensions that have been inflamed over the last six months. Maybe there is something heavier than this and deeper than this that goes back for several years. I have no idea. I want to go back to what you were talking about uh, with the Big Ten. What my question would be is, what? Where is the harm if Nebraska wants to play? like a four-game independent exhibition schedule. How does that hurt the Big Ten? Does that mean, and we don't know the answers to these questions, does that mean that Nebraska's playing like four games exhibition this year, this fall, that don't count, and then they're joining the Big Ten and playing the spring games? Is that what we're talking here? 
Well, I guess I guess the spring game is is where all this kind of messes up. But I just I don't think the spring stuff's going to happen. So that's kind of where right. I'm coming to the table. With. But it seems like the Big Ten thinks that's going to happen, or at least they are planning for that to happen. So if Nebraska were to play, let's just call them four exhibition games, like they end up do scheduling North Dakota State, I don't think that's going to happen because they would probably get slaughtered and embarrassed. Let's say they do end up playing them and they are able to find like another P5 and like two G5s. And ultimately, yeah, like their games in the standings, but ultimately these games don't matter. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah, because what, what I've seen from a lot of coaches is, hey, our players really want to play. So if you really want to play, doesn't an exhibition game satisfy that itch? And maybe I'm overvaluing the unity thing. We all need to be on the same page. We need to work together. We have a good thing going with the Big Ten Network. Yeah, we're in a a bad financial spot individually as institutions, but because of what we've done media rights-wise over the last, now, got almost decade, we have put ourselves in a position to withstand something like this. So I am... I, I'm really buying into that they want the unity part of it. They want all these pieces together. Now, if Rutgers like came out and said, we're going to play anyways, is the Big Ten going to say the same exact thing? And are they even going to give a shit if Rutgers defies that? I don't know. I, 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 don't, I can't speak. Like, I've never talked to Kevin Warren, like a senior official in the Big Ten. I don't know how much the Big Ten values Nebraska. I would think they'd value Nebraska pretty darn high, at least in the top half of that conference, even though we make fun of Nebraska all the time. Nebraska brings in money. Like, they have a gigantic, massive, loyal fan base. Nebraska isn't nothing to the Big Ten. It's always been an odd fit, especially for those of us that kind of grew up, like, with Big 12 football. It's always been an odd fit. But they don't value Nebraska as nothing. I'm confident in saying that. And I also don't think that Nebraska doesn't look at the Big Ten and say, we have something good here. That's why I'm kind of curious where this goes, because how can Nebraska, even geographically or the rivalries they don't have anymore, they don't get to play Oklahoma anymore, how can Nebraska and their fans not sit there and say, you know what, it sucks we don't have the Big 12 anymore, but we're in a great spot in the Big Ten. We're still in a good conference. The division kind of ebbs and flows. It gives us a chance to compete in most years. They haven't done that recently, but it seems like this is a pretty good relationship with for both sides. I didn't really answer your question, though, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you on the Nebraska side of it. The, the, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen any actual Nebraska people come out and say, we will leave. Like, well, and like, how, like what's, the, what's the percentage of, like, we don't know. We have but no so, idea if yeah. it's like 50, so, 50 want to leave or 10% want to leave. And honestly, that doesn't really even matter. My guess is that that is pressure coming from like fans or maybe even players who are like, yeah, do whatever it takes. We want to play. But I don't think any serious decision makers probably feel that way. Like, because like I said, it's just a ridiculous thing to suggest. Okay. We, we're, we, we're not going to play this fall. So we're going to move conferences. It's just silly. But on the other hand, if it's out there, isn't that a, a weapon? for the administration to use as leverage, we're not going to confirm it, but we're not going to come out and smack it down either. We're going to let it linger and maybe put pressure uh, on the rest of the conference as a negotiating tool. I, I think it's ridiculous to suggest that you would leave the conference, but I don't, I also, I, I, I think you and I just disagree. I don't see the problem with playing some sort of exhibition bit. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know how that like messes up the conference's integrity. Like that's that's something that in the long run, 
I feel like you just kind of get over and it's not that big of a deal. Even if you're, even if you're kind of pissed for a day or two, I think you look back and go, okay, it wasn't that big of a deal. We probably should have just told everybody if you want to play a little exhibition thing on the side. Who, if you want to lose to North Dakota State by 17, go for it. I think we've gotten far enough into this conversation that we're kind of doing like what we did last year during the season where you know we talk about a coach that is widely considered to be on the hot seat or might he be on the hot seat. Well, if we're going to have that conversation, then we need to have the next conversation that, that follows that. So I think we're we're getting to the point where we need to play a dumb but fun, meaningless, hypothetical game for a little bit. Like, we've had a shitty year. We can have a little bit of fun for five minutes, right? Please. Who replaces Nebraska in the Big Ten because they're probably not staying at 13, or maybe they just lob off Rutgers and say, hey, we're going with 12. But the question is there is who replaces them, and then does the Big 12 stay at 11 and then just keep it without divisions, or do they try to go after a 12 like it's been rumored they've been considering for so many years? How does that all shake out? Because there isn't an obvious answer for the Big Ten. We can sit here and say maybe they'll give another offer to Notre Dame, but Notre Dame seems very happy with their agreement with the ACC. I think the Big 12 conversation is a little bit easier, but there's not an obvious name for the Big Ten at all. First of all, you can't get rid of Rutgers because of how critically important the New York media market is to the Big Ten. Don't <laughs> underestimate the number of Rutgers fans in Manhattan. Oh, or that. There are a few. That TV market is really... Do you know how many New York City people love to watch college football all day on Saturday? It's more than a dozen. So How, how, often, how long do you think you'd have to walk around New York City before you saw a Rutgers flag or like a Rutgers t-shirt? Oh my god. Like days. Right. Yeah. Right. Days and days. Nobody gives a shit in New York. I don't even think they're aware that Rutgers is 20 minutes away. You could probably go to Brooklyn and find someone wearing one ironically. You but are more likely that, to find like yeah. a San Jose State t-shirt in New York City than you are Rutgers. Yeah, some like weird, completely obscure like Colorado school for the mines <laughs> over Rutgers probably. Uh, I texted you earlier, uh, West Virginia for Nebraska, straight up Big Ten, Big 12 trade. Who says no? You said the Big Ten. I think you're probably right. I think it's the Big Ten of course or I'm Nebraska. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I I think that West Virginia does bring value, and you can speak more of that than I can. Like, they're not nothing here. Obviously, the Big 12 won them for a reason. But, no, that's not even debatable, I don't think. Uh, I, I think uh, brand power, I think Nebraska probably has the edge. I think team-wise, I think West Virginia's put out better teams in the recent past. Probably, yeah. But... I mean, seriously, can you think of anybody uh, that would make sense for the Big Ten? Like, if the Big 12 isn't taking, like, Cincinnati, the Big Ten sure as shit isn't doing that. And Cincinnati is not, like, the worst school on the planet, but they're not a great school. They're not going to add a Cincinnati. They already have that market with Ohio State. Do you Ooh. think... They, do you? I, I don't think the Big 12 has any shot in the world at adding Notre Dame. Do you think the Big Ten does? I don't know. I mean, they've rejected the Big Ten like six different times over the last 20 years. I don't think so. I mean, the the Notre Dame has a great situation right now. They get those league games in the ACC that don't mean shit, and they also get to keep, not this year because they're sharing the NBC deal with the ACC, but they get their own deal. Like, why would you give that up to go to the Big Ten when your check probably isn't going to be any greater? So if it's not Notre Dame... I honestly can't name one school that would actually make sense that the Big Ten would want. I mean, yeah, they added Rutgers, so God knows what they could do. But there isn't one single school that would make sense. We can sit here and say, like, well, maybe like 
Maybe like Syracuse could come over. Like maybe Boston College could come over. Something like that could happen. But I don't Ooh, think there's I anybody. I think you're missing a big one. What do you got? North Dakota State. I want North Dakota State in the Mountain West. I am so invested in North Dakota State as a Mountain West team that it's not even fun for me anymore. I just Dude, want that, it to happen so bad. That Minnesota-North Dakota State game would be just – that would be a knockdown. We can agree crazy. that there's nobody, right? There's nobody that could be the 14th member. I don't see – why is North Dakota State not the right answer? I can't tell if you're joking. I'm absolutely serious. I don't think North Dakota State could get a Mountain West invite, let alone a Big Ten invite. I'm disappointed that you think that this is real. I First of all, we established that this is a fake conversation, so you can't go changing the rules on me 10 minutes in. Yes, it would be a problem for them. They would have massive growing pains. Their basketball program would probably go back to being irrelevant. And football, obviously, would not be on the same level. They'd need massive financial Their athletic changes. budget is like... What, yeah, their 15 or 16 million dollars? Like the athletic budgets in, in the, the Big Ten are galaxy. $100 million. It's what big. is the lowest athletic budget in the Big Ten? North Dakota State is tens of millions of dollars less than that, probably. Right, so I don't even know why we're having this conversation. We both agree that there's nobody for the Big Ten. Who would the Big 12 invite to get to 12? Then you start having the conversation about Cincinnati and about Houston and about UCF. Like, there is a conversation there, and we still don't know who they would even be interested in because they've rejected so many proposals before. So I don't even know if they would go to 12 because if they didn't want UCF or Houston or Cincinnati or Memphis or whoever two years ago, why would they suddenly want them just to get to 12? They can just stay as a non-divisional conference. 11 is such a weird number, though. But why would so they're just going to add a team to get to 12 and break it into divisions? I don't think they would do that. They've made it very clear they're not going to take a team unless they think they need one. They don't need UCF. They don't need Memphis or Cincinnati. They don't even need, like, a like a Louisville would be great if they could poach them, but Louisville's not leaving, and with all due respect, the Big 12 doesn't even need Louisville to function. We don't talk enough about the fact that back in 2012, the Senators the <laughs> for Louisville, the for Kentucky and West Virginia were arguing about which team should go to the Big 12. In the middle of Congress. We do not talk about that enough. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, It's all of this is... Here's what I think. This is potentially the next round of realignment. I think it's been talked about a lot the last five years and and what's going to spur it on. I don't know how the dominoes are going to fall, but I think some are going to fall. And we're going to see... I don't know if, if it's... You know, I, I I know some people that think that we're on a path that ends in right now we have two levels of Division One. Maybe there's three levels of Division One. I. I don't know if it's a new FBS conference that combines uh high level FCS teams and low level FBS teams. I, I don't know how all this shakes out, but it, it is getting hard to imagine that when you throw this much chaos into the market, something doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't have as aggressive as feelings about that change as some other people. I know there are people that are talking about how the Big Ten is going to be set back years or decades because of what's going on here. Yeah, that's a dumb theory. I mean, It's fucking but, ridiculous. I could see like a year maybe. Happen. It's fucking ridiculous. We talked about that a little bit before we hopped on here. And we try really hard not to just respond to overreactions, but there are real media people that I like and that I trust and that I follow and I get my information from 
that are suggesting that the the conferences that don't play, let's just say it stays like this, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten don't play, the other three Power 5 conferences play, and then do whatever you want with the G5. This is not going to set back these teams years, or in some instances, people have suggested a decade or decades plural. This isn't going to make that big of a difference. Ohio State is still going to be Ohio State, and honestly, that's all that matters in the Big Ten. Yeah, Wisconsin has popped up a little bit, but that there isn't going to be this mass effect. We're not going to see like 50 guys transferring. I think that rosters will expand. They have to. I think it'll go up to, we talked about this a long time ago, I think your recommendation or idea was maybe you set it at like 110 scholarships and then it kind of slowly rolls down by four to five scholarships a year until you get back to the 85, maybe a full recruiting cycle from now or five or six years from now. I think something like that, I mean, that has to happen. There just won't be enough room for these freshmen coming in. So something like that has to happen. But you're still not going to see 40 guys transferring to these schools. There aren't enough. If one conference wasn't playing, like after the MAC, or let's say just the Big Ten, every other conference play and just the Big Ten was not playing this season. Yeah, there would be mass exoduses. There is, is exoduses, is that plural? Exodi. Exodi. Are you just making that up? Uh, I mean, the Latin... Declension of that word would be exodi. There's not going to be these mass exodi if there are not enough teams to take those people. If it was just the Big Ten and you have, what, 85 scholarships over 14 teams, that's roughly 1,000 scholarships, 1,200 somewhere in their scholarship players, yeah, you're going to see a lot of those guys because they have 116 other teams that they could go to. When this all shakes out, there aren't going to be that many G5s left standing. And even if the three current Power 5 conferences that are playing, even if they do play, there's not enough scholarships. There aren't, is there going to be scholarship expansion this year for the fall? It's going to be 85 this fall. Next year, it might go up to 110 or 120, whatever. But there aren't enough players. What is the argument for this is going to set back programs and teams? This isn't going to set, if Oklahoma doesn't play this year, yeah, maybe they'll feel it for like a year. But we're not going to be sitting here in 2030 talking about Oklahoma still picking up the pieces like some SMU death penalty. Where is the argument for that? Yeah, first, I mean, just it's the I mean, there's a massive difference between the death penalty and what's happening right now. When everybody else, literally everyone in college football moves forward under normal circumstances and you stay stagnant and don't have a program that is colossally different than a universal pandemic that everybody knows about, everybody will make excuses for, and that multiple conferences and entire subdivisions of football are shutting everything down for. The the idea that the Big Ten or Ohio State or like massive major A1 programs in college football are going to suffer lasting damage like into the 2030s over this is so absurd. I don't know how you could suggest it. I think there's some sort of financial argument there for if the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC do play. Yeah, they're going to get some money in distributions that the Big 10 is not getting, that the Pac-12 is not getting. But the Pac-12 is already so far behind that, quite frankly, I don't know if it matters, and Oregon will survive this. Ohio State will survive this. Maybe next year or two years from now, they're not where they would have been if they didn't have this. But it's not like they're going to be completely irrelevant. And the Big Ten, That's Ohio State is the Big Ten. 
until another team shows that they can get in the playoff. I, I want to move on. This is just fucking stupid. It's not going to set us back tons and tons of years. The last thing I want to talk about here Hang is... Hang on. Something. Can I ask you one very specific question no, about this? No, it's going to get me more fired up about it. And this is just the dumbest conversation. I love Fired Up, Andrew. It's my favorite uh, version of Andrew. What do you got? The, I still think it's a little ridiculous, but I think it's at least worth considering. Not how, like, Ohio State football is affected, but how, like maybe Illinois is affected compared right? to a peer school at correct like, compared yeah. to like, uh, I don't even know Illinois like versus Arkansas. Right. Right. That I think is at least Does an that interesting matter? question. Does that matter at all though? No, that's, and that's the right. thing. That's why we don't talk about it. Cause <laughs> who cares? Like, who, but I, I don't give a shit who goes to the Micron PC ball. I couldn't care less. Right. But at least I think there could be some sort of meat there where you are actually, you might have a point. I just don't like the the institutional momentum that a place like Ohio State has is not going to get wiped out in a year because of, you know, a cancellation or a postponement of a season. That's just stupid. Do we still have a minimum viable product for college football? This is something that we've talked about several times. We first brought it up like three or four months ago, what we thought we needed or wanted from the college football season for it to be a real college football season. I think that we have crossed that line to where this is not, if we play this fall, if how it currently sits right now, if no other teams are out, all these G5s that are currently in stay in, and these three Power 5 conferences are in, I think we've crossed the line where this is not a real college football season. And we can sit here and talk about how the SEC or Clemson is going to win the national championship anyways. I don't even really have a rebuttal for that because history has suggested that is true. I still don't think this is a real college football season. Have you crossed that line yet? Uh, before I answer that, when you say you don't think this is a real college football season, does that mean you are uh, you are negging the final result? You're not going to take seriously whoever the national champion is? Because I think that matters. Yes. I'm, so I'm not gonna, this is it, an it, asterisk season. Now. Absolutely. It's the same as what hap- whatever happens with the World Series. It's the same as what, happen- what happens with the NBA Finals. I'm not saying like... With the World Series, not the NBA Finals, it's easier to do. But this is not baseball. Like, this is not baseball for me. I'm watching some of these games just because I want something to watch and I enjoy baseball. But this isn't what baseball is. Baseball isn't 60 games. It's the grind of 162. And same thing with college football. It's not just the conference games. It's the grind of a 12-game season. It's the possibility of losing to a worse team in non-conference play. And that it just doesn't... I'm not even talking about all the awesome things that aren't on the field in college football that we love. All the atmosphere things, the band, the tailgate, and the fans, the student section, all that stuff that we all love about college football. Even if you take the fans out, that's why I didn't think that coming into like this week, we had to cross that line yet. But now when you're wiping out this, I mean, 40% of the power five is out right now. And there's a very good chance that the big 12 could drop out at some point. I think we've crossed that line to where this is an asterisk season. Um, I do, I do too, but I got there differently than I thought I would because I imagined, you know, when we had this discussion a a couple months back, I thought, okay, well, like a certain amount will drop out and there's going to be a line in the sand. And once we cross it, it'll feel different. It feels different to me, but it's, it's completely about how we got here and just all of the baggage and news bullshit and 
push notifications on my phone. And yes, the Big Ten's canceling the season. And no, wait, they're not. They're they're saying that actually that was all made up. And no, wait, yes, they are canceling it. And just the slow, like, FCS shutdowns, like, spread out over weeks. And just, like, it was watching somebody slowly die. And it was really painful. And then now, I don't know what's going on, you know, over the last couple weeks of August with the three remaining Power Five conferences. It's just... It has really sucked the you know the fun and the anticipation out of what is usually a really exciting month that's completely marked by potential energy. Nobody's lost a game yet in August. Like everybody's that you know not really, but the national championship's still on the table for anybody to win, even though it's probably only there for five teams. You know it's. It's that sort of run-up that sort of puts all the energy into the universe of college football. And instead of having that, we've had all this other bullshit. And it's just totally changed the texture of the season for me. And that is kind of why it's different for me more so than the other stuff. And and that's not at all what I envisioned the first time. So it's not even necessarily that 40% of the P5 teams are out. Like That is a piece of it, I'm sure, for you. But it's not even like – for me, that's it. Like, I don't know if I would have been there if just the Pac-12 came out. I think that would have been kind of right at my line. But I think in taking the Big Ten out, taking out an Ohio State team that was very capable of making the playoff, very capable of winning a national championship this year, when you take a team like that out, I think that's my line. It doesn't seem like that's what pushed you over the edge specifically. No, it was it was the other stuff. It was, it was like, uh, it was, you know, if it was Thanksgiving dinner, I think you're talking about the turkey. And I'm talking about like the cranberry sauce and the mashed potatoes. Uh, and But I guess that analogy works for me because if I showed up to Thanksgiving and all I got was turkey, I would be like, this is bullshit. But if I had all of the sides but no turkey, I'd kind of be okay with that. I'm enjoying that one almost as much as the missionary. <laughs> that, that was more creative, but I also picture Chase Kitty showing up to the Kitty family Thanksgiving seeing a big fat fucking turkey sitting on the table and nothing else and saying this is bullshit. Uh, I think all of my family members will tell you in very uh, heated and exclamatory tones how frustrated they are that I've spent most of my adult life and most of my teenage years too cultivating a very specific Thanksgiving persona, which is I don't do shit. I don't help with anything. I sit on the couch, I watch football, and everybody else does all the work, and then I come and eat, and I don't do anything. And I had to spend years proving how incompetent I was in the kitchen in order to attain this status. And so Thanksgiving is like a... Like, people talk about how Thanksgiving is all about, like, American gluttony. You have no idea until you've seen me on Thanksgiving, because I am a real piece of shit. I think I would hate you a lot. Yeah, no, you should my sister definitely does. Like you're not even going to clean your plate? Like rinse out the cup or something? Nothing. I'd probably do that, yeah. You'll do that. You'll scrape the I'd probably like do any... that. That's about it. And then you'll go sit your ass on the couch. That's right. Like recycle a bottle or something? Nothing. Mm. Nothing that involves more than bringing your plate to the sink. Go big or go home. So if the SEC is still playing by our Monday episode, we will do an SEC preview, same format as before, hot seat, worst good team, relevancy, all that good stuff. So hit that subscribe button on your podcast app. 
get that puppy downloaded automatically. We're also going to do a full predictions episode, assuming that we have some sort of college football season in the next few weeks. I also want to do another betting episode because there's been, it, it seems like that sports books are just shutting down college football betting at this point, aren't they? Uh, I haven't looked recently because I've been focused on the, the other sports, but we can absolutely start getting into that. Yeah, because if there are games, there will be lines there. I just think there's probably so much uncertainty that they're completely shutting it down. But anyways, subscribe. We will get that SEC preview uh, on Monday's episode. Give us a follow on Twitter at High Motor Pod at a dowdy 88 at a dowdy 88 at chase a kitty thanks for checking out the high motor podcast i saw a friend today it had been a while and we forgot each other's names but it didn't matter because deep inside the feeling still remained the same we talked of knowing one before you've met how you feel more than you see and other worlds that lie in spaces